0: Hey there, everybody. This is JoLynn Bright, also known as JLB in the House. Welcome to HopeNet Studio 2501 podcast, conversations about mental health and wellness. We're so glad, once again, that you have agreed, that you have chosen, that you have kind of happened upon us to stay hang out with us today. So once again, I'm Jolyn Bright, JLB in the House. I'm gonna Be Your Host. And on today's episode, we're so so glad to have uh, Catherine Lewis, one of HopeNet's gifts, in the house. She is a licensed clinical marriage and family therapist, and we're so glad that she said yes again, even though she's a pro because we already had her in already. And you had lots of fun, you and, oh, yeah. and you and your boyfriend, yeah, your we husband Wes. In. Hey Wes, we just saying hi. But we're excited about today because we're offering Fuel versus Fumes, Eight Dimensions of Wellness. And our sponsors today, of course, is our presenting sponsor, Hoydale. And um, we're so glad that they are coming alongside of us. And then also for the episode, we have a generous private sponsor, a donor that we just love. And so we want to just shout out to them. So Ms. Catherine...
1: <laughs> Good, morning. Good morning. Hello.
0: Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for being here. And and just for doing this. I keep telling her, you get to ask me questions today too. She she doesn't probably remember this, but she'll say sometimes, "Jolene, I wish that we mm-hmm. could get you in the studio sometime Who's and interview ask you, you. Yeah, ask <laughs> you some questions. But today more so than just um interviewing Catherine is more so. We really want to have a conversation about something that we've done together and that we believe will be really, really helpful to to you. It's interesting um, that we have titled this Fuel versus Fumes um, because Hoydale (laughs) is really funny that they um, do petroleum services. I mean, it's all about fuel. And um, their whole company around that gas pumps, gas stations. So that that's really great. I remember sitting down with um, Steve Dixon, uh, the president and CEO of Hoydell, and asking him like, "What what what is your passion right about now for Studio Twenty Five Hundred One? What would you love to hear?" And we made some options, and he said, "I want the eight dimensions of wellness." He said because I really care a lot about my staff. And so just helping them um, to be the best, to bring their best self. So we want to shout out to Hoydell again, just for that, to say thanks for picking this and making us land on this. So, Catherine, I'm going to I'm going to tell on myself. Can I tell on myself Uh a little bit?
1: (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Yes.
0: So people may not know this. Some people know this story, but. Just to kind of help us lead into how we got here, how you and I sat together and some other staff, we sat together and walked through this to be a help to us. But in um, probably about a quarter century ago, I uh, went to an annual exam. You you, You know what I'm talking about okay yeah. and all I want to do is just get in there and get out tell me I'm healthy <laughs> that, that's it mm. and I just remember um, my doctor I love her um, Dr. Terry Ernst and she she's a, a, she was a blessing and so she touched my neck and told me to cough and so I coughed and she said do it again and then I said she's trying to find something wrong with me ain't nothing wrong with me now remember, I've never been in the hospital. I've never, wow. I'm not sick are often. You, are you with me? I'll just tell you, one of my mentors asked me one time, Jolene, do you think you're perfect? You know, I didn't answer that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> How are you supposed to answer that? <laughs> I don't know. So the thing is, like, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. I just keep saying there's nothing wrong. And then all of a sudden she said, I think you need to see a specialist. Well, what I didn't know is the specialist also happened to be a surgeon. Oh, wow. Okay. So I said, yikes, (laughs) I don't want to see a surgeon. And so when my husband and I go to this other doctor's office, okay, he sticks this long old needle in my throat. OK.
1: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and all, you know, OK, now you know, Galen. OK.
0: Galen's over on the side. He's trying to be supportive, all that. But the next thing I know, he is like like crawling up the wall or trying to get out of that room. But he's he hung in there. And the the surgeon said, um, I think maybe possibly that your thyroid needs to come out. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's huge news. I know. And I'm like, OK, OK. Uh, so. He leaves the room. Galen and I say, get over here. We're going to pray right now. Please don't let it come out. Please don't let it come out. Well, the guy comes back in and he says, "Um, it's got to come out. Two weeks later, I'm in surgery. And he said, now, remember, and this is for all of us to kind of know. I didn't know this. He said, but our thyroid looks like a bow tie. And he said, I think there's something on one side of the bow tie. But he said, if I get in there and there's something on the other side, I'm going to take the whole thing. And it's possibly cancer. So that's why I want to hurry up and get this over with. So anyway, I go into surgery two weeks later, and when I awaken, there's a recovery nurse, and I say, half or whole? I had the wherewithal to just ask half or whole, and they said whole. Wow. And so I'm thinking, so this single tear starts running down my face, and I'm just ready. But the surgeon comes into my room, and he says, Joanne, I do not believe that um, is cancer. He said, I do. I just strongly, it doesn't look like it. I'm just trusting that it's not. And so he said, but I do know one thing. And, and Catherine, being a therapist, you know when these words come out or when we see it. He said, I know what caused it and the growth on your, on, on your, the nodules on your thyroid. And I know how long, wow. I know the onset. And I said, okay, please tell me. I mean, wouldn't you be saying, tell me right now. What is it? Because I don't want to keep doing that. And he said, it was stress. My goodness. He said it was stress. And um, it's been growing for at least two years. Wow. And so I reflected on my life just a little bit, just to say, what in the world has been going on for the last two years? And and the thing was, I um, knew... That I had been supervising 19 people when I probably should have been supervising 12. And um, I was burnt like toast. Wow. Yeah. But guess what? And your body, your body was telling you. My body was screaming, girl. But let me tell you something, okay? You know me. You know me pretty well, okay? We've been hanging out together. I kept it a secret.
1: So no one knew.
0: Nobody knew. That you were burnt like toast. Nobody knew. Well, probably my husband. Um, but I kept on saying, "I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to save the world." Like, you I'm know, like okay, and my name ain't Jesus. It starts with J, but it it it, it is not <laughs> Jesus. Okay, it is. Joe. You are telling it, on
1: yourself <laughs> this morning.
0: I am telling on myself. And the thing is, I believe that I was running on fumes, and had run out of fuel. And I, I don't know if you know what that's like. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I, I I remember you telling me a story. Yes. About yeah.
1: tell, tell us. It's a very little story, yeah. literal, about running on fumes. <laughs> but I know um, I hate to trash my first cars that I've had. Don't <laughs> do lemons. it. Some lemons. Don't do it. Uh, but I had one that was a hand-me-down. All my first cars were hand-me-downs from Brothers. And I had one, and I was driving down North Woodlawn, when the power steering started to go out. In Wichita, Kansas? In Wichita, Kansas. Now,
0: Woodlawn is a pretty major street. Yeah, okay, and Wichita. I'm a teenager,
1: <laughs> and I look at my—everything seems normal. My gas gauge says I still have, I think, like three-quarters of a tank, mm-hmm. but I'm losing steering, the Mm-mm. car's acting funny, Mm-mm. so I use all my muscles, and I get myself into a parking lot at Home Depot and call my dad up, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on the car quit working and he's he called, telling me he called you daddy yeah yeah i'm i don't know what to do he worked nearby and so he's telling me you're out of gas i'm like no mm-hmm. i'm not out of gas mm-hmm. it doesn't show mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he comes to get me and he says this gas gauge is broken you can't trust it okay oh. okay but had he told you that before I, I i love to say he hadn't but i i don't know that my memory serves me i don't recall hearing it so i i went uh-huh. off of the gauge that never went down, which mm-hmm. is a little sketchy, yeah. but it, it never occurred to me to think, you know, this, this gas gauge is never going down. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a problem here, <laughs> but I ran out of gas. I've never run out of gas since then.
0: <laughs> so the thing is like, basically you were running on fumes I and, had, and yeah. had no clue. had
1: no idea. I didn't know.
0: Oh, but okay. Even like, let's join our stories. Okay. Yeah. The thing is. You look good in your Mm hand-me-down car.
1: I did. Okay.
0: And it looked like you had three quarters,
1: but you didn't have nothing. I didn't.
0: Until the steering gives up, Mm -hmm. it gives way, all of that. And you got to call somebody for help.
1: Yeah. Run out of gas. But
0: you know what? You know what, Catherine? There's a lot of times that that happens in real life. It does. And we don't call for help. And that, that, That takes me back to like, you know, we look good, we smell good, we have college degrees, all of that. And the thing is, people think a lot of times that we have all the answers to their problems. That's why they come to see us so that we can help them travel maybe a difficult time or whatever. But I I just remember, too, I'm going to take us back and then lead us into the eight dimensions. But I just remember, probably everyone remembers um, what was going on March of 2020, and as I was driving in today, I thought about, it's exactly almost like a little bit past the day, three years ago. Yeah. When wow. um, we had to deliver the news or del- the news would deliver to us to say, we're going home because of a pandemic and that there was a stay at home order. And
1: so we went home. Can you believe it's been three years? I can't. I remember packing <laughs> up all the things.
0: And, and, the, and the, the, the crazy thing is, that what I loved was that before staff ever went home, therapists, administrative staff, those in in engagement, we had done something with our staff. And we said, we want you to have self-care plans. This is before we ever knew a pandemic was coming or that there was anybody being sick or anything like that. And I just remember people creating their own and I'm so glad that we did. However, while we were gone, do you remember this? Do you remember the quarantine questions? Oh, yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> in supervision, <laughs> we would um, Zoom or, you know, we'd be on Teams and... Um, and I say I have a question. I have a quarantine question, and or I I do scaling questions with you. And I think it got to the point where you tell me what that mm. felt like. What did that feel like to be asked that every week? I would
1: get excited because you would just change it up. You'd come with any kind of question. So it'd be like, "What's your quarantine question? I want to hear. I want to hear what you want to know."
0: I asked you guys one week, um, "What song is your soul singing this week?" I remember that, and everybody was mm-hmm. all over the, all genres, all over the place. Okay. Yeah. And then I remember there was one question that really kind of stumped people, but um, great answers. And it was, "What have you learned about yourself that surprised you during this time?" Yeah. And every, of course, everybody has different answers. I just love that. But I think, you,
1: what do questions do? What do we say questions do in the therapy world? Questions make you stop and think, so it uses your brain in all sorts of ways.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you're gone, if you go gone clear south, mm-hmm. or I don't know if that's, that, I don't know if that's southeast, where it, it, once you go gone left, okay, it will help bring the brain back online too. Yes, like, especially
1: open-ended questions, so you weren't yeah, asking yes yeah, or no's. Absolutely. So we had to stop, I know I would have to stop and reflect and think, and I'd say, oh my goodness, I, I haven't thought about that.
0: Mm-hmm. You're always so funny, though. You're, you're a thinker. I am. We, 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 we give you a hard time about it. But the thing is, that's what makes you a gift in the house, too, is because you are one of those thinking people. And so just, you know, listening to what people were talking about, um, what surprised them about themselves. But then there came a time when we got to come back together. And I don't know if you remember this but the first time I even saw you in supervision you're at the table at that table over yeah, there in your chair. Yeah, you're
1: surprised I had legs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know it was like it was like weird to see you it was almost like
1: overwhelming
0: cuz I had seen mm-hmm. people on on the screen for so long but we got used to that. But the one the one thing that was important to me as a leader for the staff was that I felt like us going home and being home that amount of time that it was our finest hour. I think that God just knew who to be to have on board at the time and that they would do well. And so um, when you guys got home and then it was time to come back, I said, I want them to maintain their gains. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want people to still be doing well. And that thing about be well. And so thank God for the self-care plans, but we took it up a notch. And we pulled out um, the eight dimensions of wellness um, that is actually um, n- nothing that we— Uh, created it is actually SAMHSA and SAMHSA is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration and so it's been around for a long time and I've seen it before but it just has grabbed a hold of my very spirit because I believe that it provides fuel for that things that we were talking about like literally a car (laughs) or versus our bodies our ourselves as there's fuel that we need and so I want you to remember this that the eight dimensions are just coming forth to you to pr- provide fuel to realize and mobilize your purpose and passions optimally can i say it one more time say, yeah. say say it one more say time say it one Whoa. more
1: time joan
0: okay to provide fuel to realize and mobilize your purpose and passions optimally that's 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 and you can come up with whatever else. I mean, if you if we want to call it something else, but we're going to walk through each one of them. And so I'll call them out. I'll call out the all eight. And why don't I call out the first four um, on on this? And well, I'll do all eight. Okay, sounds good. And we'll do I'll do all eight, and then we'll take them apart. Okay, so there's emotional wellness. There's financial wellness. Y'all start grinning because y'all know that's the favorite thing I'd like to talk about. Social wellness, spiritual wellness, occupational wellness, physical wellness, intellectual wellness, and environmental wellness. That's all eight of them. And so we're going to kind of march through those today. And let's just start out with um, emotional wellness. And will you just kind of like highlight what, what is emotional wellness?
1: Sure. Yeah. SAMHSA defines it as the ability to cope effectively with life and build satisfying relationships with others. So those two things go hand in hand.
0: Uh, yeah. And the thing is I think sometimes we just think emotional is just our mind or or whatever. Yeah. But the thing is having relationships and be you know, being able to cope with life in itself. And the thing I I wanted to do this, let's practice this real quick so that you people can get a taste. Of what we did uh, when we brought these. So I said, okay, you guys, we're gonna walk through these and we're gonna start with emotional wellness. And I said, Catherine, I want you to kind of, kind of, not grade yourself, but I want you to kind of rank yourself Mm -hmm. zero to 10. And zero to 10 on how well you're doing with this definition about being able to cope effectively with life and also building satisfying relationships, zero to 10. 10 being I'm rocking the world. I got it going on. Okay. And zero, I need prayer. (laughs) I need a lot of help. Okay. Help me out. And then what I would say to you, and I'm going to say to you again today, because we can even check this out today. Um, to say, okay, on a scale of zero to ten, where do you fall? And listen to this, Catherine. You don't have to tell me your number. You don't you don't even get to tell me yeah, your number.
1: That was helpful. Okay?
0: okay. And so you got you said you got your number. You got yeah. it in your head. Got okay. my number. You got it today. Okay, got it. Okay. And so then I'd come back to you and I'd say, Catherine, what would it take if you if you picked six, what would it take to get to seven? What 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 do you what do you think would need to happen, and so even right now in this moment, like if there is whatever number wherever you were, is there one
1: thing that you think about? I need to do blank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to share any of that? <laughs> sure, sure. When it comes to emotional wellness, I think what's great about the scaling is it makes me think zero would be not only running on fumes, but you turned into the parking lot. You pulled your keys out, and you're going. I don't know what's wrong, but I'm not even moving. <laughs> hey, no, and, no, no, no. And forget that you have a daddy. To yeah, call. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Who's your daddy? So that one one step, because we all, at least for myself, I tend to think of the hundreds of things I ought to be doing. I'm doing so poor or so bad in this area. I need to be doing all these things. But that question says, what's yeah. that one thing that you can do mm-hmm. today or right now? That would help you to grow in that wellness. It helps yeah. you to scale it down of um, let's bite off one little one little thing. Mm-hmm. Put one thing on your plate. Just one. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, as, as people are listening even today, and that was important to you and I to say, We don't have to be perfect at all those things. Yeah. And what is your one thing? And just as you're listening to us, pick a one thing that you would like to do. Because the thing is that um, as they're listening to us, I really believe, or watching us, um, they're thinking, I want some people to think, I got it going on. I, I, that is good. I'm good in that area. Mm -hmm. I really feel really nice that I feel like I'm well there. Yeah. And then there may be an ouch or, you know, at another, um, dimension that we go through and you say oh that one thanks for reminding me of that i need to begin doing that again or there's that person that says i've never heard of any of this mm-hmm. i don't even know like maybe that would help me just pick one don't be overwhelmed by everything and for me it feels like it's something that's a reminder every day um of about this because i may not need intellectual wellness every day but just today, maybe maybe there's something I need to pay attention to what maybe is going on in my heart or something like that. But some things that people can do um, is just engaging in regular leisure activities and whatever that is for you. What do you get to do when you just have some downtime? Or what do you like to do for fun? And I like to bring up this one of my mentors told me he said the anticipation is the joy. Like, I like that, that. It's all the yeah. building up to and um one thing that we had in the self care plans—I don't know if you remember this—but it's like the last line on there. I always ask you, "When is your next blank?" Do you remember what that is?
1: Vacation or time v- off? Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah.
0: What did that feel like to be made to, to, <laughs> yeah. to have something? It was down. very
1: helpful for me because I'm somebody who thinks that I'm running on fuel. I, I feel like that metaphor of the car really sits well with me because yeah. I'm, I maybe, I need somebody to say, Hey, think about this thing. I mm-hmm. wouldn't be one to schedule a vacation easily on my own. Um, I would love to look forward to one once it's on there, but I'll just let time go. And so when yeah. you ask that, maybe four or so weeks in a row, I'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> I guess I need to be <laughs> planful about yeah. Yeah. when I'm going to get away or take time off mm-hmm. or have something to look forward to anticipate yeah.
0: and you know that the crazy thing is that people could be hearing vacation and that they have to go away somewhere there's something that I you know I, I, I can't afford to go away for 10 days or whatever yeah. but the thing is if you're gonna get a day off or you're gonna get a couple of days off just you can stay home you can just mm-hmm. do things around I the, feel like the this city. is something
1: you're really good at going around the city to so? parks is that part yeah. of your emotional wellness is that where that lands
0: yeah, it's just to um, sometimes to re-engage with myself okay, <laughs> and yeah. also connect like that satisfying relationships. Even with the, with family, it's, it's my husband is like, he has me and I have him. And like sometimes there is a reconnection and we love yeah. to take rides. We love to go to parks. We love to go to the lake and we claim them as our own, our own spots. And don't let somebody be in our spot when we get there. Yeah, okay? that's all I got to say about that. But um, anticipation, just anticipate, um, have something to look forward to. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be something big. What am I looking forward to this week? What am I looking forward to this month? What am I looking forward to this summer or this winter um, or this year? What am I looking forward to? Another thing, and you're really good at this, is the thing about the five senses. Yeah, Talk a little bit about sure. that. Like,
1: how do you encourage people to do that? Yeah. Like, what does
0: that look like?
1: I think I learned this twofold. It helps me personally in adults, but also having kids, it's something that I can engage them with to help teach them their the multi sensory experience of being a human. Mm-hmm. We uh, we need a lot as humans, and and we're created with so many so much ability to read our environment through our senses. Oh, wow. And so it helps us to engage, kind of like a question engages our our mind. Mm-hmm. The five senses help us to engage our present place and to really settle in and be there. Mm-hmm. And so emotionally that sometimes can be overwhelming because if you're well emotionally, it may be that you're tuning in that you're really sad yeah. or you feel a lot of grief or anxiety. And using your five senses can help you to, to lean into that Without maybe overflowing, Mm -hmm. bubbling up, exploding like a volcano, (laughs) it can help keep you at least grounded in that moment. Um, And if it's a positive experience, say you're at the lake with your husband, Mm -hmm. um, or you're just kind of (sighs) <sighs> You're breathing in like this is amazing i love this then feeling taking your five senses and really activating them as a way to kind of collect that memory mm-hmm. think of it like put it in a jar i'm going to keep this one yeah so i can remember it for later
0: i love that um sometimes uh, and, and i would even encourage the people right now listening to us is like what do you smell in your environment right now what is your what is the taste in your mouth right now? Maybe you just eating some food or eating a piece of candy or something like that. But what is your mouth? Ta- what do you taste already tasting right now? Um, what are you touching? I mean, like I'm touching this studio desk right now, but I mean, when I really spend some time with it, mm-hmm. I feel the grain and all of that in it. And then what do I see? Begin to notice what, you know, yeah, I'm in this room all the time, but what am, what am I seeing? And then what do I hear? What do I hear? I love that we have headphones on because... The thing that really is key in in the studio is that I just hear your voice.
1: (laughs) It's true. It drowns out all the things. It drowns
0: out all the noise. But also people can use like music and food and candles and also your pets, just stroking your pets or spending some time with your pets, um, watching movies and um, sunsets or sunrises. Mm -hmm. I just remember last week I went to one of my favorite spots. I said, honey, I'm going to go watch the sunrise. Before I go into work. And there's just something about that to be able to do that. So that's emotional wellness. Let's. Um, I'm going to just bring up um, financial wellness. I pray I don't get on this and get all passionate and stuff like that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'll rein you back in. You back. Why don't you read it so that okay. people
0: can hear your voice? Sure.
1: Financial wellness is a feeling of satisfaction with your current and future financial situations. Current? Mm-hmm. And what? And future. And future. Yikes. We well, like to not think about the future. that We're not going to be around here. <laughs> yeah. I can spend it all right now.
0: <laughs> you know, the world's going to end pretty soon. So who cares about that? Can you talk a little bit to, um, why don't you go ahead and share what are some things people can be doing for financial wellness?
1: Sure. About that? So it can be helpful to have a spending plan, a plan on how you spend, how you Plan to spend your money. So this is you telling your money where it's going to go, instead of your money telling you where it wants to go.
0: Okay, we get. We should get people to just repeat that wherever you are with. It, we should just say the words: spending plan. Now, y'all know. Don't, don't even try to act like you don't like that because y'all hate the B word. Okay, when we say budget, yes, yeah, then you' mad at us and you're ready to turn off the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, spending plan. I just yeah. think it's just a great way to to. Phrase that. And yeah, put it in a come up with light. your best
1: idea of where you'd like your money to go. Another one would be to avoid or pay off your debt, so you don't have that burden on your back. Utilize <laughs> free community resources. Did you say free? Free. Yeah. Yes. Like
0: like like the library.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, you know, the
0: books in there are free.
1: Yes. For all our readers out there, you better be going to the library if you have a spending plan. <laughs> I know.
0: And, and the thing is, too, uh, like even some free things. Uh, I, I know people get on me about the library because I just hammered in. Do you have a library card? You know, make sure you have a library card. And, you know, there's other things that you can get from the library, Besides just books, you know, mm-hmm. whether that's movies, you know, audio books yeah. and even CDs to so listen to music yeah. rather than say, I'm going to go buy it. Can I can I go find something that I really would like to listen to?
1: Yes. Yeah. Another huge one to help with financial wellness is cooking your own meals or packing your own lunch. This is a huge one, especially now with the, <laughs> the price of food, food going up so much and eating out. This can be really helpful.
0: And it probably just to make this historical is that like, so people know where we're sitting in time. Um, March of 2020 is when we went home. We're now three years out and it's March of 2023 when we're recording this. So if you're listening to this 20 years (laughs) from now, you'll know where we're at and you're like prices of food is high or what, you know, or or they may be saying you think that was high. Okay. Mm -hmm. Come, come, come talk about high.
1: Yes. So using within your plan, to, to think through food. Food is a huge one. Mm-hmm. And then finally, earning, saving, spending, giving, giving that a lot of, of thought. Maybe you can sell some things. Maybe mm-hmm. you can increase your income if you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about when or where you need to set aside for savings. I know it can sound like a lot to think about, but a plan can feel very relieving.
0: hmm mm-hmm. And um, I always tell people about, Getting out of debt. Um, I don't. I don't know. That was not a storyline for me. I just thought everybody in the world was in had debt, and so that was just a way of life, especially living in America. That it, you know. And when people start talking talking to us about you know you could get out of debt, I'm like y'all are crazy. You know. Let's not talk about that until we entered a journey, and um, I I just remember. When Galen and I got married, um, we were old when we got married because we had been waiting for a long time. We was waiting for him to come. Mm -hmm. Please come. And when we finally got married, between the two of us, when they said, I want this is Mr. and Mrs. Galen Bright. Turn around. We're grinning. There's 400 people at our wedding because they've been waiting for us to get married. And between the two of us, we have 15 credit cards. Wow. And but we had excellent credit. We're college graduates. No, it, no, no problems financially at all. But it was a bill-paying nightmare as a new bride. Okay, it oh, yeah. on. And I will say, you guys, I brought most of that debt. So I don't want you to think <laughs> that crazy guy. What was he doing? Yeah, he was crazy. Yeah, to marry so me you're now. passionate
1: about this. It's, it's <laughs> interesting know. to hear your backstory.
0: <laughs> and and the, the thing is, um, it is the deceitfulness of debt. And that, yeah. you, that you you can pay things or whatever, but our debt load was just way too heavy. So the thing is, um, like four and a half years later, after taking our lunch, being with this new group of people that said, you can be out of debt and you can be free, you know, from craziness. And four and a half years later, we had paid off $65,000 worth of credit card debt. Wow. that That's yeah. God. That, that was just totally God. And um, I will say... Um, it's interesting. I am I am at HopeNet serving and enjoying life because of what we did, and we we went through Crown Financial Ministries, and so we we became seminar instructors, we became small group leaders of just trying to practice what we preach on that, and um, it changed our lives. And when the decision came, to are we coming to HopeNet? I just remember Galen and I just holding hands in the kitchen and God just revealing to us, I did not get you debt-free mm-hmm. in order to be cute. It's not about you being cute. Yeah. And he said it was in order so that you could say yes when, wow. I, when I called you. So that, that's all it's about. Yeah. So that when he called, when he made the call, that we would be able to say yes.
1: And so what so, I'm hearing in that then is that financial wellness prepared you for a time that you didn't know was coming, didn't that know. future piece of it. No. So no, being no. well now mm-hmm. may prepare you for that time in the future when you're running on fumes, because mm-hmm. sometimes we can't help it. It's not right. that we can maybe a death in the family or a crisis. Right. We may not be able to help that we're running on fumes, Right. but it matters how we've prepared ourselves for that time.
0: Yeah, I love that. You could preach. You want to preach right now? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, yes. You're to take us I've, I've had
1: those times <laughs> where you're running on fumes and you didn't, do anything to deserve it. Right. But you needed some of that wellness that you had been storing up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Let's bounce to social wellness because I could stay on that one all day long because I just want people to be financially yeah. well because I know what it that feels like to feel free. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that you're rich, but that you are able <laughs> to say yes to whatever purpose maybe.
1: be. Um, that's placed on your life or whatever
0: yeah. and, and your passions that you can yes. live those out
1: optimally. So it's important then as we move past financial to leave mm-hmm. that hope of if that feels very overwhelming for someone listening mm-hmm. that they even sit and imagine maybe let themselves hope for a moment. Maybe I could be debt free someday. Maybe yeah. I could feel free. Yeah. Cause that was way too big for us. Yeah. It was
0: like, what? And, and then you're going a journey. But this is one thing I do want to say. Okay. It was probably one of the closest times in our lives that Galen and I felt because it was almost like it was us against the world. And yeah. we were joined. We were in unity around doing this thing that we didn't know what was on the other side. But that thing, sometimes I tell them I miss that. <laughs> I miss that, you know, that camaraderie that not not to say that we're not doing well, but just that thing. I just remember that that process of just doing something together.
1: together. Not yeah.
0: knowing, not knowing what God had on sto- in store for us later on. Woo, tell me to come on back, girl. It's
1: all all good things.
0: Okay. Let's dive into social. Okay. Go
1: for it. Social wellness is developing a sense of connection, belonging, and creating and maintaining a healthy support system. Okay.
0: This one's big. Okay. I don't know about you, Catherine, but sitting in the room with people, I think because... People don't live real close to family, or you know, you know, just how our world has just evolved. Okay, that people are all over the country, all over the world. Yeah, and so I get asked this a lot: is like, how do I make friends? I mean, how do I build a social network? Is saying, how do I have a maintain, create, maintain? Like, I I don't even know how to get past create. It's
1: hard as an adult yeah. to have a healthy support social system.
0: And also, like, I think sometimes people coming in to see us, they're coming because they don't have someone else that may be healthy Mm -hmm. um, to talk with about the things that they want to share or some problems that they're going through. So I don't know. What are you seeing? What are you seeing in your room?
1: That's a great question. It makes me think it's hard not to go back to that time during the pandemic because Mm -hmm. we were so Mm -hmm. isolated. Mm -hmm. And so along with that isolation, our country went through a lot of social unrest on top of yeah. that mm-hmm. um, for all for a full variety of reasons. reasons. Yeah. And so as we worked with people through that time or our own personal experiences, socially, it was a lot of, of pressure, mm-hmm. um, tension, the push and the pull, either mm-hmm. I haven't seen my family or friends mm-hmm. or what I'm seeing is really disheartening, discouraging. Yeah. And so now I feel like we're unpacking that. So there's this this processing of what that was like and how that impacted us because yeah. years worth of, of being social in different ways has left its imprint on us as humans. And so we're recovering from that. We we've built resilience, mm-hmm. which is really important. That's good. Um, and so now I feel like we're relearning what's our new normal socially? Mm-hmm. How do we get those needs met? How do we recover maybe from... Broken yeah. social relationships,
0: and how can we not be afraid? Yeah, um, to to take some chances, um, just connecting with others intentionally, and for that healthy part is, do I know what my boundaries are like, and are they healthy, and are they realistic too? Uh, another thing is communication,
1: good communication skills. I told my husband, <laughs> I know you're passionate <laughs> about this one.
0: I don't, I don't know. I like um. Some, sometimes maybe I over communicate um but I've I've led for a long time a lot of times when people are going through change it's it's best to over communicate than to under communicate just so that you can make sure people are coming along with you and sometimes I just get so frustrated like I said why can't people communicate like me and I'm like the Holy Spirit says (laughs) who thinks you got why do you think you've got it going on (laughs) you know what I'm saying but um just just Making sure that we're communicating well, who, what, where, when, why, how, all of that um, just kind of helps in using that. or And not assuming that somebody knows what you're, you're thinking or what you want to say or that type of thing. Cause yeah, I think we that's can very all, important. We can all be guilty of that, especially in relationships or even with our children, you know, that type of thing. Like, well, didn't mommy, didn't you... <laughs> You know what mommy wanted you to do, didn't you? Or whatever. Um, Being genuine and authentic um, with ourselves
1: Mm -hmm. and with other people. This one's very important for me because I, I, as a thinker, sometimes I have to stop. Mm -hmm. And because I need to stop and think, if I skip that piece, then I'm not being genuine with myself and then I'm for sure not being genuine with others. So having people in my life who know me really well and are willing to give me some time to okay. sit and think, because uh, I, I think that's very important to know where you are truly at, mm-hmm. genuinely, mm-hmm. yourself. So you can give that away to others or ask people to step into that space with you.
0: Yeah, that stopping and thinking part. Um, treating others in a respectful way. You know, how, how are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, I may treat everybody at work with kindness and all that, but when I go home, am I just as kind, just as sweet? to uh, my spouse or my whoever's in the household with me my roommate my uh, my um, kids who who am I sharing space with am I being just as kind or do I feel like I get a pass on to not be
1: kind with certain people with certain people or on social media
0: <laughs> uh, don't be talking don't, don't you even go there don't you go there I I had this thing um about um I, I, it was another therapist that says, you got to find out what ponds people have, um, like P-O-N-D-S, my ponds. Where am I doing life? And so um, there are some natural places. And, and maybe even, Catherine, can you suggest some ponds that people just are naturally happy, yeah. happening? Or?
1: Yeah, where we kind of collect in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have work. Mm-hmm. That can be a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend group, yeah. so we choose to spend our time around. Organized activities, uh, that could be hobbies, that could just be something that you yeah. you plan to show up at. Our faith communities, family. Mm-hmm. Family is a big pond. Mm-hmm. It's a big pond, yeah. Um, social media platforms, you may not gather there in person, <laughs> but it, social media is a big pond. It is a big
0: pond, and not everybody on there is your friend, okay? But the thing is... It, there's there's per, there can be purpose and meaning there in can groups be. That, that, you're, yeah. that you're with. Um, what about like civic groups, um, your children? This is yeah. really key because your children have their own ponds like they may be um, in chess club or they may play, play, play some sport or whatever. And you're going to attend those things. But they have parents. The, the other kids have parents that maybe you can connect with yeah and that's a that's big okay it just kind of expands and then someone even told me like what about going to the gym like there's somebody that's always there at seven o'clock in the morning yeah. is that my new Your gym pond? buddies I know <laughs> now, y'all don't be trying to go scope out and they're not trying to do a mat, no matchmaking thing going on here <laughs> or anything like that <laughs> and also um any like if there's any vendors that you hang out with or you mm-hmm. you're, you have a business or something and you're like you and Wes know all about that, that yeah. if you're going to, to some different conferences or some different conventions that you get to meet other people there too. So just keep that um, in mind that there's everybody has a pond. I want you guys to think about where is my pond? Do your zero to 10 right now? Like what what can I be doing that? You know, how do I just move it up just a notch, just a little bit? Okay. Our, our next one is uh, spirituals, number four um, for our day here now. And discovering and expanding our sense of purpose and meaning in life related to our values and our beliefs. That's a mouthful. Yes. Because you now, Catherine, some people may think that we're going to automatically start talking about you got to go to church to do that or something like that. But spiritual is so much mm-hmm. bigger than that, and yeah. God God wants it to be
1: so much bigger. Yeah. than acknowledging just that you're a soul, a
0: soul. Yeah, yeah. In that, in that, good. Um, what What comes to your mind? Like this whole spiritual one. Like, and I like yeah. said zero to ten, Catherine. What are you thinking here?
1: For me, those two words, the values and beliefs are really important Mm -hmm. for myself when I gauge this for myself or if I'm gauging this with my clients, because I believe if we are not living in line with our values and beliefs, then we have a gap between who we want to be Mm -hmm. and where we actually are. And that gap can bring on depression or anxiety. Um, It can bring on a lack of wellness in these eight areas Mm -hmm. and our values and beliefs is kind of how we live out our our spiritual life of how we are deep in our soul, what really matters to us.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I you know, our friend Michelle Martin, she has a lot to say about this purpose and meaning kind of thing. Yeah. As being a yeah. coach, um, she's in the house at HopeNet, and um, we were talking about this, and she talked about you know values and beliefs. They they we kind of gather them along the way. There's some things that our families pass on to us, and then we kind of test some of that out. Like, do I still, is that really something that I value, or do is that something that I believe? But it's along the way. We don't just kind of come out of the womb, you know, no. with mm-hmm. those, and our experiences help us with some of that, too. Um, some things that we can do, and, and purpose, okay, I'm going to just, can I just have that conversation with you? Yeah. And, and Michelle can beat us up later about if I mess this totally up, but... You know, there's one day she just say, Jolene, do you believe that purpose and calling are the same thing? Because a lot of people say, I feel called to this work or I feel Mm -hmm. called to do whatever. And she gave me a different word. She said, there's lots of invitations that we get in life. But purpose, just kind of like overarching, like it it never changes. But our calls changed. Just like, you know, when I was called to Western Kansas to work for the state of Kansas, then I was called to, or I had an invitation to move to Wichita because I wanted a husband that looked like me. Okay. So I was, (laughs) I was, I was checking it out. Okay.
1: (laughs) So would you say your purpose then really didn't change?
0: (laughs) My purpose didn't change. But the thing is this, because some people are listening and, and they're, they're probably saying, Catherine, Jolynn, will you tell me, will you please mm. reveal to me right now what is my purpose? Yeah. I've been wanting to know. And I really believe that over time, I really believe that my purpose is to offer and give hope and encouragement to people. I just believe that's my overarching mm. Yeah. And, and that may seem vague or whatever, but I've had opportunities and invitations to do that in different ways. To sit with people. Yeah. To just to sit with no agenda and just what comes out yeah. of that.
1: So I imagine that helps you guide some of your days, some of your behavior of does this fit with my my purpose or my mission in yeah. life?
0: I almost got the stank face on you on that. One. I'm like
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 It's like yeah, but the thing is I'm I'm older than you. I'm a generation ahead of you and so therefore um I believe that there's there's an
1: invitation to be a cheerleader. Yeah, I feel that from you very much so.
0: Yeah. And and the thing oh 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 can I tell you are you ready? Are you ready for this? Okay. A cheerleader never goes and touches the ball on the football field, nor on the basketball court. We we sit on the sideline, we're yelling, we got pom-poms, you know, we're just encouraging people to do their best, and we're like, oh, and, or I'm yelling like, no, they're over there, no, go this way, you know.
1: Um, but so, you're not on the court.
0: I'm not on the court, but the thing is, I've had a lot of time touching the ball. Mm. And so to yeah. sit back and to say, I get to be a cheerleader, that's a great thing that um, feels, it helps me to f- fulfill that part about encouraging and offering hope in yeah. this in this season so we all have different seasons so i love that and yeah. i love watching your season and i'm thinking she she's got her hand on a lot of balls going on <laughs> sure enough, whether yeah. that's at hope yeah or whether that's in you and west's business whether that's with your children your family your friends your church community mm-hmm. you, are you with me yeah okay i just see that and i'm like man i'm glad she has all that energy
1: yeah but <laughs> so this reminds me of um I, I don't know how the actual words, but I think of a hamburger. I don't know if we've okay. talked about this, yeah. not the food hamburger, but the thinking of spiritual mentors or yes. you could find mentors in different spaces, but who mm-hmm. is filling you up? Who's asking you those hard questions mm-hmm. like you yeah. ask us? Mm-hmm. Um, who's already been there? Yeah. And then there's myself. And then who am I investing in? Even mm-hmm. though I, I am in the midst of it all sometimes i feel like who am i to invest in in anyone but mm-hmm. maybe there's a mom with a baby who's getting no sleep or that high schooler i I've, I've been there before mm-hmm. um or even my own children who that spiritual sandwich or or yeah. hamburger I love that cuz that's very protective and so you are a lot of people's cheerleader investing in them mm-hmm. and your your wellness and your vulnerability even though you yeah. you're J for JoLynn, not not (laughs) Jesus. Um, But you're you're appropriately open about some of your failures. Mm -hmm. And that helps people like me look at you and say, okay, if if she was protective of these parts of her life to get where she's at, then I can be aware of those things too.
0: Good, good, good you're going to make me this long. want to stay here all day, but we can't, we can't (laughs) stay here all day. Yeah. Some ways, some people can fill their bucket to fill their, their, their purpose bucket is like through volunteering and then also slowing down enough to like do some self-reflection. Where's the quiet space? Where, where's a, that, where's your spot? And some um, moms or even dads may say, it's in the bathroom, (laughs) you know, when kids are knocking or whatever, but, where do I get to be curious, playful, or find a place of solace? Um, where is that for you? Prayer and med- meditation is a big part of that, too. Just some time alone talking to the Father. I love that. Um, spending time in nature. Uh, my husband and I were always like, let's get out. And you guys, when we for those of us who work in offices, we really should think about this. How often do we get out and really breathe natural air? We sometimes need to be intentional about that. Yeah. And then um, this be still (laughs) and slow down. Yes. And the thing that you talked about, you being a thinker, is that you said something I have to stop and think. Like I have to slow down. I have to pause and think. Yeah. Well, some of us are going 100 miles yeah. an hour, and um, we don't think to slow down. And I just remember um, our, our friends, uh, they came and did a podcast with us for Studio 2501, uh, Stacy Winter and her brother, um, Clayton. They came and um, talked about this book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't talk to me about another book to read, whatever, like, you know. And then they just kept on punching it and punching it and punching it and finally said, okay, I'm going to read it. That book has changed my life, okay? It is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Homer. And um, the word ruthless is like to show no pity or compassion. So that thing about hurry, and we just think about it, Jesus was never, ever in a hurry. Never. When we really stop and think about it, he was never in a hurry. Just like when Lazarus died. And like, hello, (laughs) your friend your friend is sick. Now he's dead. Okay, where you been? Okay. And he waited four days to get there. He was not in a hurry um, for anything. And um, I just know Dallas Willard, um, that quote comes from him, is to ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And you say, what are some things I can do? Drive the speed limit. Get in the slow lane, drive the speed limit. Get in the longest line at the grocery store.
1: Ooh, that's a
0: tough one. <laughs> yeah. Where you think about this, Catherine, where Where are you going? Where are you trying to get to? And sometimes, yeah. some people, sometimes people are trying to get somewhere. But the thing is, like, I'm just going to get home so I can put a the groceries away. Get the groceries yeah. away. Put, put them away. I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah, you, you can
1: tap into that. Use your five senses in the grocery store line. <laughs> Slow yourself down. So you don't lose it. Yes. So you don't lose we it. We do kind of act like that waiting is like a crisis where we can just sit and say, you know what? And I'm just waiting. This is okay.
0: I love it. I've never heard that. You he said we act like waiting is a crisis.
1: Yeah. It's like we're fidgety, like we need to run away. <laughs> we're just in the grocery store line.
0: Okay. Can we breathe? Yes. For a minute that was the first four Mm -hmm. okay and we're gonna dive into the next four too but i just think that there's first four just breathe everybody Mm -hmm. just take a breath know that you're okay yeah pick one thing one thing think about zero to ten Thanks for listening to Studio 2501, Conversations about Mental Health and Wellness. Studio 2501 is hosted by Joe Lynn Bright. Joe Lynn is Hopenet's Director of Community Impact, a published author, and has been a licensed clinical therapist for over 20 years. This podcast is owned and operated by Hopenet in Wichita, Kansas. Hopenet is a faith based nonprofit providing a wide range of mental health and wellness services, including counseling life coaching, and trainings. For more information on HopeNet and to learn how you can help expand our mission, visit hopenetwichita.org and follow us on social media at HopeNet Wichita. Thank you.